there and welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows, and the fuck me, this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way, this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Welcome back to episode 38 of Unleash Your Creative Magic. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a best-selling published writer of over 20 novels, and I'm here to share everything I've learned about the writing process with you. This week, I'm going to be covering that crucial part, the lead-up to that penultimate finale. Are you stuck on the kind of ending that your story needs and not sure which way to go? I'm going to share my tips and advice with you about the different ways on how you can end your story. It has to be said that apart from Once Upon a Time, which is, and always will be my all-time favourite way to start a story, not that I've had the chance to do that yet, but it's coming, I can feel it in my bones. The next greatest words are the end. I cannot describe the high or the pure joy that writing those words after weeks and sometimes months on the same storyline brings to my dark little heart. The end. Those words are pure magic, by the way. And typing those signifies that you have reached that final conclusion. Your character has got the guy, the girl, the pony, the job, the car, house, handbag, shoes, caught the bad guy or girl, or found the pet of their dreams. They have fought a long, hard battle to get to this part. And now they can sit back and breathe a sigh of relief. They have their happy ending and can skip off into the sunset to live happily ever after. Or can they? God love her, my character Morgan Brooks could only dream of skipping into the sunset to live out the rest of her life in blissful harmony. And you'll have to excuse my voice, I'm a little bit hoarse this week because I've got a bit of a cold still. So how do you know that your ending is right? After everything you've put your characters through, have you given them a satisfactory ending that you and your readers will appreciate? What are you talking about, I can hear you say. Well, not all books do have happy endings. Some of them have open endings, where you get to wonder for the rest of your life, or until the author decides to write a follow-up, just what did happen to those characters. And some stories end on a cliffhanger. Not a great favourite with some readers, but it's a good way to get them to buy the next book. Um, But I would say it's not something to use all the time. And how do I know this? Well, one of my books ended on a bit of a cliffhanger and my readers were quite vocal about it. Some of my favourite endings are when the entire story has been wrapped up nicely. That feeling of satisfaction you get knowing that your characters are safe and happy and everything is hunky-dory just leaves a warm fuzzy ball in your heart and a smile on your face. Now let me see, what have been some of my favourite endings? I do mention this all the time but I think that the most satisfying ending out of all the books that I've ever read, and there's been a lot of them over the last 40 odd years, has to be Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Now I can't give the ending away because you might not have read it, and the movie's coming out soon, but I'm telling you now, that one had me fist pumping the air 
and clapping my hands because it wasn't at all what I was expecting. But as well as being sad, it was a satisfying way to wrap up that particular story. It was really fulfilling. Now, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Rees had an ending that I wasn't expecting at all. And this is a great book, by the way. Not the kind of thing I usually read, but we chose it for book club last year and I thoroughly enjoyed it. This wasn't an ending that gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling, but it left me questioning the choices the characters made and whether or not I would have done the same had I been put in that kind of situation. If you've read it, I don't know if I could have left her like that, but there you go. It was definitely thought-provoking, to say the least. Now, The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix is another one of those books that stayed with me long after I closed it. Why? One of the main characters died in a selfless act to save the others and the town, and another ended up divorced. But between them, they managed to put a stop to the vampire's reign of terror, and yet still carried on with book club. How fucking epic is that? That particular ending had left me reeling for days and I really could not stop thinking about it. So if you haven't read it, I thoroughly recommend that you do. It is a horror story set in the suburban US and the heroes of the story are a group of women who meet up for book club. Have I told you how much I love book clubs? The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson is an absolute classic of a ghost story. And the Netflix series is a brilliant modern take on it. But I'm talking about the original novel. That has an ending that I didn't see coming at all. And it wasn't one I would have written, but it fits the book. Should I tell you? Um, Go on then. Skip this part if you don't want to know. Eleanor, the main character, survives being part of an experiment in the very haunted Hill House. But at the end, when Eleanor has decided that she was destined to come to Hill House and decides not to leave, she drives her car into a tree and dies. Shocking to say the least, and it definitely stays with you. If you're after a really tragic ending, then you can't get better than Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte and the doomed love story of Heathcliff and Cathy, who both end up dying and are reunited in death where they haunt the lonely moors. Oops, I did give that one away, but it's an old one. And you're lucky I didn't burst into my best Kate Bush impression there. I mentioned it in the last episode, but sometimes I write my ending before I write the beginning. Has that got you confused? I know I confuse myself at times, but I'll tell you why I do this. And I don't do it for every book, but sometimes, you know, this is just how it goes. And occasionally when I'm daydreaming, and sometimes even night dreaming, I'll come up with an idea for a story, but it's the ending that has fully formed in my mind. And it it takes me by surprise when this happens. And I keep on saying it, but writing is some kind of magic. I frantically scribble down notes of what it's about and then I will spend some time typing it up. There are pros and cons to this. You can end up having a wonderful page turning, knicker gripping, thanks to my gorgeous hairdresser Joe for that quote, huh? ending that will give you heart palpitations just writing it. But you won't know what happens before that. However, the biggest advantage to writing your ending first is that you know what's going to happen already. And you can plot your story to fit that ending. Or if you don't want to plot it, you can write it with the ending in mind. If you already know what's going to happen at the end, it can help you get through that fucking awful middle part because you're going to be constantly striving to make sure you're leading your characters towards that final part of the story. Sounds like a brilliant plan, right? It does. But like I say, you write your story the way you want to. 
I'm only giving you insights into how my writing process is and hoping that you find some inspiration somewhere and it helps to guide you to get on with yours. So ways you can end your story. Think about your genre and what your story is about. What category does it fall into? You can't have a rom-com where you throw your protagonist into shark-infested waters and they're saved by the love of their life, who they've been flirting with the whole story, only for the love of their life to get swallowed by a great white off the sands of Blackpool. See what I did there? Obviously no great love story really happened in Blackpool. Or was it the great white? Sorry Blackpool, I love you really. I go there often enough. What I'm saying is make sure your ending is relevant to the story you've written. Otherwise your readers might not be too happy. If they've spent all that time reading to think, what the actual fuck was that? Leaving readers perplexed in this way is one surefire way to make sure they don't buy or read any more of your stories. Now, the knicker-gripping climax, you know the one I'm talking about. Pulse-pounding, page-turning, you're chewing your nails out of the quick. You don't want it to end, but you need to know what's going to happen. These are the kind of endings you want to write if you're writing a thriller or a crime, horror, adventure or a fantasy story. But, like with anything, if it fits with the story, and even if it's a romance story, then go for it. Only you can figure out what your ending should be like. The rules of writing are... There are no rules. Not really. You just need to follow your heart. So how can you build up to this kind of ending? Well, you need to make your characters struggle to reach their goals. Put obstacles in the way, making it difficult for them to get there. Putting them in danger is an excellent way to ramp up the tension and make readers need to keep turning these pages. You can also use pace to up the momentum by writing shorter chapters and scenes because it's a lot easier to build up the tension and this is something I think works extremely well in my stories. You can have confrontations between your characters but save the best until last. Keep that ultimate life or death situation until the final chapters to make sure that your story goes out with a bang. Now you could leave it open-ended so that your readers can fill in the blanks and these can work really well because the reader can use their imagination and give it the ending that they think it deserves without shattering their dreams with the ending you came up with. Kind of hard to do. I haven't tried it and I'm not sure it would work with my stories, but I'm sure there are plenty of successful stories out there that do. In fact, hang on, let me ask the font of all knowledge. I'll be right back. Verity by Colleen Hoover. Can't believe I didn't think of this one. I only read it last month. The ending had me questioning the entire story and I wasn't sure what had gone on, to be honest. (laughs) It's also very dark and shocking in parts, but it is an excellent read. And the classic film Casablanca started life as a play called Everybody Comes to Rick's by Murray Burnett. This is probably one of the best open endings there is because none of us have any idea what happens to the characters Rick and Isla after their part ways in Morocco. It's entirely left to the audience to fill in the blanks. Now, if you are writing a crime or thriller story and it's a series, hands up anyone who is, then you want to make sure that your last chapters hint at something more to come, which leads you on to your next story. You still have to tie up the ending of this particular story though, but you could leave it with a bit of a cliffhanger or with an answer to the question that isn't solved in this story, then readers will just have to read the next one to find out. And this works well for any series, not just crime, it works well in romance, fantasy, absolutely anything if you're wanting to bring your readers back for more. There are some ways not to end your novel, unless it really fits in with the whole book. 
but these are not the most popular. Ending it with, and this was all just a terrible dream, isn't going to cut it, at least not in my humble opinion. Well, except for The Wizard of Oz, but even as a kid, I kind of felt hugely disappointed the very first time I watched it and realised that the munchkins and witches weren't real and that it had all been a dream. Yes, your characters can have dreams. Mine seem to have the occasional nightmares. Understandable, really, what I put them through. But I think I'd feel disappointed if I'd read a book and that was the ending. And try not to have the ending too cliched either. Don't kill your body with a speeding bus and make it too convenient. Let them fight it out to the death in a game of cat and mouse. Do you get the picture? We don't want to make it too easy to get rid of them. Or they get eaten by a shark, unless the film is about sharks. What I'm saying is if the ending is relevant to the rest of the story, then you're good to go. That being said, sometimes it's okay to use a bit of a cliched ending. (laughs) See, I said there were no rules. These are just guidelines. I had a killer from a previous story killed by the killer in the current story. The killer that got killed, are you confused yet, actually saved Morgan Brooks' life. And you could say that that was a bit cliched but it really worked for that story. And he died too. It was a nice way of wrapping up that storyline because he'd spanned three books and uh, we had to get rid of him somehow. I guess what I'm trying to say is it same as everything. You could use a cliche if it's relevant to the story, maybe. I don't know. I'm definitely no expert. I'm just sharing my journey with you to see what I find helps and what doesn't. Nothing is set in stone. Now, I thought my editor, Emily, would tell me that it had to go, that ending, but she loved it. So it shows that anything goes as long as it's relevant to the plot. And there you go. Some of the ways you can make the most of your ending. And I'm sure there are many, many more. But my brain is dead now. I've used up its quarter of cells for the day. And don't forget, if you're local to me, I have the Write Your Book in Six Steps three-hour workshop on the 2nd of April. For more information on that, you can go to helenfeifer.com to buy a ticket. If you are enjoying these podcasts, it would be absolutely amazing if you could leave a quick review and I'll post a link in the show notes for you. Thanks for listening. Take care and get writing. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode, where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.